0: Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. You'll notice that the background music is quiet again and I apologize for that. This ought to be the last one until we get back to some semblance of our little walks. So I'll just ask you to indulge me one more time. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, uh, continuing to share the podcast as always. It continues to grow. So thank y'all very much for that. And I'll have one bit of house cleaning, I guess, if you want to call it. That's something I meant to mention on the last podcast and didn't. But, and we could probably make multiple podcasts out of this, folks, but I just wanted to, something happened. Well, I'll give you a little background. If you don't know, the Methodist church is probably going to split at some point, Uh, and it's going to split over whether to ordain and marry people who practice LGBTQ lifestyles. And whether you want to admit it or not, it really doesn't matter. The Bible's perfectly clear on what lifestyles, as far as marriage and sex, are acceptable to God. It's between a man and a woman. You can make different comments about the number of men or women based on Old Testament or New Testament, but God's pretty clear about that. And so the idea of, of same sex marriage is Old Testament or New Testament is never been acceptable. The reason I bring this up is because this split looks like when it happens, and it may still be a year or two off, but it's going to happen. It looks like what's going to happen are the people that really hold to the Bible and the teachings of Christ are going to leave and found a new branch of the Methodist church. And and that's fine. It's the church is split before and denominations have come together and this has happened in other denominations. But here's the thing that I wanted to mention, folks. It's not the job in an organization of the people who hold to the founding principles of that organization to leave. It's really not their right, in addition to not being their duty or responsibility. It is the responsibility, or if you want to go against the founding principles of an organization, you get to leave. Go found your own organization. And that's fine. The reason I bring this up on this podcast, A, is just, I thought it might be something y'all, some of y'all would be interested in, but B, the analogy is very strong in our country. You can't tell what's in a person's heart except by looking at their actions. And the actions of the left today the laundry list that we go through so often of things that they champion are directly opposed to America's founding faith and principles. They go directly against life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They go directly against, uh, just the first two amendments in the bill of rights come to mind. And they're fundamentally opposed to the fact that this is a Christian republic was born that way, as President Wilson said. So it's not the job of people who hold to those biblical principles that founded our country, that hold to the founding principles laid out in the Declaration and the Constitution and so many of our our founding documents at the state level and and the writings and teachings of of our our founders it's not their job to leave it's the job of the people who despise those founding principles to leave so and just to be real clear if if citizens that support values on the left if they're going to choose to support those values to the point where we're at today, where the country is being dismantled, destroyed. On, 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 the, on the conservative Christian side, you want to use those labels, folks, on the people that hold to the teachings of Christ and the founding principles of this country. It's not our job. It's not even our right to lead. It's the job of those citizens that champion the values of the left to leave and find a new home. There's no room for talk of succession today in the United States. That, that's That's the nonsense of the South. That's not the mentality and mindset of Lincoln and Grant, of Washington and Jefferson and Adams. Our founders didn't say, hey, just give us these few states and y'all can have the rest. We just want a few here. Lincoln and Grant didn't say, you know what? Hey, that's okay. Y'all go ahead and just y'all split off and we'll be fine with that. Because they knew that they were fighting against evil. And it wasn't their job. They didn't, God didn't give them that option their job, their responsibility, their duty was to either give the enemy the chance to change or to show them the door. And that's where we're at today, folks. And that's we need to remember that. All right, so the main for today is a story about a man named Mitchell Page. And... I think it'll become pretty apparent while I read this. I'm going to go back. I may come back and read a little bit of preface after I go through this, but I want to make sure that I get all of his story. And this is coming again, folks. I pull a lot from the Founders Bible, from the Patriots Bible, and from America's God and Country Encyclopedia. I pull from other places, too. We talk about the Avalon Project sometime. Pull from, especially during the Thanksgiving period, we'll pull a lot of historical presidential proclamations. But I use those three sources really heavily. And if you don't have a copy of each, I would I would strongly recommend. You can get them on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Uh, you can order them other places. The Patriot's Bible is a phenomenal resource. I would probably recommend that first. Uh, the God Encyclopedia is another just phenomenal resource that shows how much... <laughs> Not just kind of slightly, but how it's it's hard for me to even put into words how much our country depends on God, our relationship with him. And then the Founders Bible so far, everything I've seen, folks, I would recommend immensely. I just I haven't dug into that one that much. But those three things, this particular excerpt I'm going to read uh, is coming from the Patriots Bible. From overcoming the misery of long years of economic depression in the 1930s, to defeating Nazism and Japanese imperialism, to the Herculean task of remaking the post-war American society, this generation, the greatest generation, of Americans born for a rendezvous with destiny was undoubtedly the most influential of the 20th century. But what was it that made them a generation of patriots, heroes, and builders. Perhaps the answer was expressed through one of their own, Mitchell Page, a recipient of the Congressional Medal of Honor, the nation's most prestigious military honor, for his actions at the Battle of Guadalcanal in the Solomon Islands. On October 26, 1942, after all the other Marines in his platoon were killed or wounded, for hours Page operated four machine guns single-handedly, stopping an entire Japanese regiment. Had that position fallen and the Japanese regained the airfield the Marines had taken, it is possible that the outcome of World War II may have significantly changed. In the years to come, Page was repeatedly asked why he would be willing to put his life on the line for his country. He said that the answers took him back to a Pennsylvania three-room country school where the children were so steeped in the traditions of America that they literally felt themselves a part of a glorious heritage, where the teacher opened the school day with a Bible verse and the Pledge of Allegiance, and where they memorized all the great documents that established the bedrock of America, such as the Gettysburg Address. His response went this way. My undying love of country and my strong loyalty to the Marines fighting by my side gave me no choice but to fight on unswervingly throughout my battles, utilizing my God-given ability to make use of what I had been taught and learned. When Page left home to walk the 200 miles to the nearest Marine recruiting station in 1936, his mother packed him a lunch In which she included the note, "Trust in the Lord, son, and He will guide you always." He said those words remained forever in his mind, and whenever fear would overtake him, he was comforted by them. Page said, "I will never forget sitting in a foxhole, bloody, burned, and injured the morning after our all-night fierce hand-to-hand battle against an overwhelming Japanese force on Guadalcanal. I was alone." except for the hundreds of dead bodies of my enemy surrounding me. I emptied my pack looking for something to stop the bleeding from a bayonet wound, and out fell my small Bible. Picking it up in my dirty, bloody hands, I could scarcely believe it when providentially it opened at Proverbs 3, and there were my mother's words, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Mitchell Page was a true servant and patriot of America, and America is proud to have had hundreds of thousands of valiant soldiers cut from the same cloth. Can't even begin to start there, folks. I guess... The biggest part of this is his commentary about the little schoolhouse in Pennsylvania where he was taught the Bible, taught the Pledge of Allegiance, taught the founding documents to the point of memorization. We don't do that today. Oh, we may say the Pledge of Allegiance and you've got some schoolhouses that probably teach the founding documents one year here and there maybe even to the point of memorization in your younger grades but we don't teach that as the central core facet of our educational system anymore God is not at the center of our education our heritage is is not at the center of our education. You can't argue that. And and if you think you can, go find some teacher somewhere across the country that you trust that will give you an honest answer and ask them if God and Jesus Christ and the heritage of our country are the central core principles, pillars of education today without a shred of doubt, I promise you, if they're honest and knowledgeable, they'll tell you no. And we wonder why our country's falling apart. This man who so bravely acted in such a, a horrible and horrific situation, pointed everything back to his mother teaching of that one Bible verse and his educators pouring into him God and the heritage of our nation. If we want to win this battle, this war for the soul of our nation, folks, it is gonna have to be. And I've said a number of times, I think we've got a real fight coming. I don't, I don't see how that's avoidable anymore at this point. All things are possible with God, it may well be. Some of y'all may look back and tell me years from now, ha, Cope, see, you didn't know what you were talking about. And I would love that. I would love for our country to turn around without a fight, but I think that's coming. But regardless, either way, Real war, civil war or not, the only way we're going to turn this thing around for any length of time is by winning back education and culture from the evil, absolutely godless values of the left. You know, I had somebody mention to me within the last few days this uh, court circus between Johnny Depp, who, if you don't know, is, is a pretty famous actor, and the woman's name, Amber Heard, something, I, I don't know. It doesn't even matter. I'm, I'm going to illustrate the point myself and the fact that I know the man's name. Ask kids, if you have kids in your life, if they know those two people, if they've heard of them. Because it's all over social media, TikTok, Instagram, anywhere you want to look, Facebook, Twitter. For the vast majority of young people in our country, especially teenage age, the answer is going to be yes. I'd be willing to bet. Then pick a few names that we talk about on this podcast. Ask them if they know them. Maybe Benjamin Rush. You could pick whoever you wanted. I bet the answer is going to be no. And those are the people. And if you if you've seen anything of this court case, you know it is an absolute circus. Those are the people that our children look up to. In culture. That's who they see. That's their example, especially when so many of our nation's children today come from broken homes. Guarantee you they've never heard of Mitchell Page. I hadn't. How is it that I know an actor's name who's contributed insignificantly compared to Mitchell Page and I know his name? and I didn't know Mitchell Pages. You can't have an education system that attacks and a culture, whether you're talking about Disney, or Hollywood in general, or TV, Netflix, Amazon, books, that attack and undermine the founding principles of a nation. And, And that's what we feed our children and expect the nation to strengthen. It's, it's not even logical for those of y'all that are really well-educated, which I know some of y'all that listen are extremely well-educated by, by current standards in America. but apparently that doesn't mean we have any common sense because logically we're making decisions and then expecting completely different results. I had something else folks, but I've run up against the window and honestly, I can't pull it right now. Phenomenal little story about Mitchell page Uh, lays out exactly what has to be done to have a strong country and to have men and women of that caliber. Got to teach them God and the Bible first, and then our heritage second. Sure do appreciate y'all joining with me. I promise we will get back to our walks. I know some of y'all are entertained by all the chaos in the background, dogs and cats and children and turkeys. And I appreciate that, so... Thank y'all for joining me again. Thank you for giving me a little bit of your time. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it. Always do.